Welcome to The Money Hour with Tina Mitchell. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, NMLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. Now, in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome to the Money Hour and 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, February 10th show. I am your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our local economy. Keep me tuned in and I will keep you informed. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but I'm here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that I have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50. 411150 or online at themoneyhour.com. And my lineup for today's show, Jennifer Schmidt and Adina Gillett with this Assistance League Eastside, providing new clothes to kids in need, giving a comfort during a time of vulnerability, rebuilding lives affected by domestic violence, and helping families transition to independence. So it's going to be an amazing show. This is a special show. This is the Money Hour, so normally I'm bringing in guests about money and financing, all of that great stuff. Um, but this is really about community, and community is about money as well. And the more that you can be involved in your community, know what your options are, the happier you're going to be and the more successful that you're going to be in your business and with your family. So great information and great guests in studio today. For more information on any topics discussed, please feel free to call the show at one 855 Again, that's one 855 or online at themoneyhour.com. And for today's Money Chat. Money. Money. The federal funds rate and mortgage interest rates. Wow, it's just been crazy the last couple of weeks. I'm in the mortgage industry, and if you've been paying attention to what mortgage interest rates have done, they've increased quite drastically. So I thought it might be helpful to talk a little bit today about the federal funds rate and mortgage interest rates. Now, the federal funds rate is currently at 1.5%. The federal funds rate is an interest rate that banks charge other banks on their overnight loans. Now, the current prime rate is at 4.5%. Prime is based on the rate of the corporate loans posted by at least 75% of the nation's 30 largest banks. Now, the prime rate is just a benchmark used to set interest rates on the variable forms of corporate and consumer credit, which obviously is based on credit risk. Now, the Federal Reserve signaled it will raise rates to 2% in 2018, 25 in 2019, and 3% in 2020. Uh, the 2008 recession caused the Fed to lower rates to a quarter percent. Practically, this is officially a zero percent. They stayed there for seven years until December of 2015 when the Fed raised interest rates to 0.5 percent. Now, the Fed's rate controls short-term interest rates. I'll bring that back up in a little bit. Every month, all eyes turn to the Fed to search for any clues of the language being used to try to determine when the interest rate may come up and how much it might be. Now, with an increase of for, for what does that affect when it does increase? The credit card bills could get more expensive. The vast majority of credit cards in the United States have variable interest rates. Generally, your interest rate is determined based on the set rate that comes from a particular cardholder agreement. Now, you may notice too much of the impact, especially if the carry relatively low card balances. However, 
If you have a high credit card debt, let's just say 10 grand, a small rate can be pretty noticeable. In this case, an extra 1% would be an extra $100 per year. Now, this would mean that out of your monthly pocket, about eight bucks more, more towards the interest not paying down your principal. Now, in the short term, a rate increase means it will either take you longer to pay off the credit cards by simply making a minimum payment or your minimum payment amount may increase. Now, some of your investments could also be affected. Interest rates change can affect the investments in a variety of ways. For instance, banks with large lending portfolios can see profits rise with the interest rates because spreads between the interest rates paid to the interest that they pay charged tend to widen as the interest rates rise. However, some investments can be negatively affected by the rising of interest rates. This is especially true with fixed income investments like bonds. Now, bonds prices fluctuate based on the market interest rate and the coupon rate to the bond. For example, let's consider that you buy a 30-year treasury bond for 1000 bucks and that your bond has a coupon of 0.26%. The bond will pay out $26 per year for the next 30 years. However, let's say that the rate jumps by 0.5 and the standard coupon rate of 30-year treasury rises to 3.1. Because that's the yield that the investors expect, you would have to sell your bond at a discount in order to make them competitive for the market. In order for your bond, which pays $26 per year, to yield 3.1% in the value would drop about $840. Now, this is a simplified example and there are a few other factors that contribute it to the bond prices. Plus, bonds with shorter maturities will be affected less than the longer ones. Just to be aware of how rising interest rates can affect the fixed income in- investments. Now, last, I want to go into mortgage rates, and this is why I wanted to kind of give a backing in the why of how things work behind on the Fed's fund rate and prime rate, because mortgage rates are dictated mostly by market movements, not by the Fed and can have a huge influence on rates. Even though the federal funds rate is tied to mortgage rates, it affects them indirectly because of the impact lenders' borrowing cost. So it's more expensive for banks to borrow. They will pass the expense to the consumers in the current environment. Any changes will not be direct but but instant and negative impact on mortgage interest rates. Now, the Fed also uses monetary stimulus programs such as bond purchases, we saw a lot of that after the financial meltdown, to help keep mortgage rates where they want to. When the Feds buy mortgage bonds and U.S. Treasuries it increased demand for these investments, such purchases tend to keep mortgage rates down. In the other direction, the Fed can decrease demand by selling bonds, which could send mortgage interest rates up. Now, the Fed's economic projections also influence mortgage rates as they affect investors' sentiments. So a gloomy economic outlook usually means lower mortgage rates. Signs of a stronger economy often result in higher mortgage rates. So things that don't control mortgage rates, you may commonly hear that they do as I wrap up our money chat here. It's commonly stated that mortgage rates follow the path of the 10-year Treasury note, which is another government-backed insurance. This is not true. Over the course of 10 years, mortgage rates and the 10-year Treasury note will track together. On any given day, however, there are plenty of days on which the mortgage bonds and the Treasury notes are different. I mentioned earlier the Fed's fund rate and that mortgage interest rates are not directly tied, the Fed's fund rate is the overnight interest rate, again, that the banks borrow money from each other. And the interest rates fixed by the Federal Reserve are used to spend up or slow down the U.S. economy. So the Fed's fund rate and the 30-year bond rate have varied as much as a half a percent 
in points over the last 10 years and by as little as a half a percent point over the same period of time. So the reason the feds would increase the feds fund rate is to slow down the economy. And if this works, mortgage rates will go down because slower economy means stronger bond market. Investors want the security of the bond market. Now, on the other hand, if the Fed's plan to slow down the economy does not work, then the bond market is dropping in trading price because investors instead are investing in the stock market for a higher return and mortgage interest rates will be increasing. So a little bit of backing about how it all works. I thought it might be appropriate for a money chat today because of everything that's going on with mortgage interest rates. Well, I will say is nobody has a crystal ball, but we have said every year all economists and experts, including myself in the arena, have said mortgage rates have to go up. And I think we might be seeing it this year in 2018. So definitely to call the action is to take action and secure the rates where they're at right now. Coming up next in the money are building confidence, restoring dignity, and finding strength and creating hope. Jennifer Schmidt and Adina Gillett with Assistance League Eastside right here at 1150 AM KKNW after the short break. Would you like to make a real difference for local individuals and families that are struggling with poverty, homelessness, abuse, and violence? Assistance League of the East Side is an all-volunteer, nonprofit organization that works to improve the lives of our neighbors every day. With your generosity, we can help individuals and families right here in our community through our philanthropic programs, including Operation School Bell. This year, Operation School Bell has provided 3,500 local children in need the opportunity to shop for new clothes, shoes, and coats. This helps them focus on learning and they go to school with more confidence. To learn more about how you can become a volunteer with our organization or make a tax-deductible donation, visit aleastside.org. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, February 10th show. It is a great day to talk a little bit about community. And that's part of the reason why I'm here and what the show, why the show exists. It's really about having a better quality of life for you and your family. And part of that is giving back to your family community. So in hearing my show at different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but I'm here to chat or to bring anything to the show that you'd like to hear. Call at 1-855-411-50, or you can go online to themoneyhour.com. And in studio right now, they're going to be here with me for the entire show. I have Jennifer Schmidt and Adina Gillett with Assistance League Eastside, providing new clothes to kids in need, giving comfort during a time of vulnerability, rebuilding lives affecting by domestic violence, and helping families transition to independence. And I'm so happy to have both of you here. I appreciate you coming into studio and sharing uh, what you're doing for our community with my listeners. So thank you. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks for the opportunity. And a little bit about Jennifer and Adina. Jennifer Schmidt is current co-chair of Operation School Bell, past president 2016-2017, philanthropic vice president 2013 through 2016, and assistance league of the Eastside member since 2011. Adina is a newer member who can give us the perspective of someone who has just started with the Assistant League in Eastside. She works with 
our, their donor development group, and she's a great speaker, ambassador for their organization. So thank you again, you guys. And I'm, uh, it is a special show. Uh, normally I bring in experts in all areas of financing, which is really important to be able to connect my listeners with the best of the best. But it's nice to kind of go off a little bit and talk about the community because I think it's important to our success in our family life and in our careers to know options and what are available for community. And what you guys are doing is just so amazing. I'm going to try to not tear up here because it's a um, very close to home for me and and to be able to... um, Uh, talk with people that are giving so much time back to their community. So making a difference in the community, can you share the goal and mission of Assistance Legacy and Eastside, League Eastside? Um, Tina, that was a great introduction, actually. You really explained a lot of what we do really well. And as you know, you know better than most people that the the housing market is crazy in Seattle and on the east side. And there are, that also means that there are a lot more homeless folks um, here than ever before. And the, it, the problem is growing and, and families are financially stressed. So um, it's, it's a timely issue. Um, and what we, we do, we, you know, you have to support your nonprofits now because yes. they are stressed out. And so I'm so glad that we're on to talk about what we do at Assistance League of the East Side. We um, we serve Eastside children facing hardship and violence. Mm-hmm. We are an all-volunteer nonprofit organization, which is a little bit different. We have no paid staff. So we, we run the nonprofit, basically. We've been on the Eastside for over 28 years, and we are a little unique among nonprofits. Uh, all of our philanthropic programs uh, address the self-esteem of the participants, which mm-hmm. is really key. And it's it helps as uh, a way to transition from that dependence to independence. Um, so we love what we do. And um, I think we're really making an impact on the east side. Uh, no doubt, Jennifer, uh, that you are. So, Adina, how big is Assistance League of Eastside? We have a volunteer membership base of about 110 active members that run the nonprofit here on the east side, but we're actually supported by a nationwide organization that started in 1935. So because we're a member of that organization, uh, we get training in nonprofit best practices, Mm -hmm. and it really provides a great structure that's very beneficial to us as a satellite operation of that national organization. And it's a really a great size um, here that we work together. We're small enough where we're a tight-knit group where we all, we know each other, we can work hard and work well together, but mm-hmm. we're large enough that we are big enough to make an impact on our community here. So it's nice that you have a community within the community for the Assistance uh, League of Eastside and have that support to be able to really draw from, um, which is which is great. Exactly. So, Jennifer, what areas on the east side do you cover? So it is mostly the east side, Redmond, Bellevue, Sammamish, Kirkland, Duval, parts of Bothell. Mm-hmm. Um, different programs uh, cover different areas of the east side. Uh, For example, with Operation School Bell, we cover the Lake Washington, Bellevue, and North Shore school districts. But um, we do have one statewide statewide, uh, program, which is Assault Survivor Kits. And Mm -hmm. we're in 44 hospitals across the state with that one just because the need is so huge. And we'll talk about more about that 
later that program. Yeah, and I, I think sometimes people that might be listening, it you know, the idea of uh, tragedy of this level being on the east side, you kind of think that it's not theirs, and so it's nice to see an organization that is focused because it's everywhere. Right. Right. And there, um, poverty is is you know like we were talking about the um, talking about the real estate situation yes. and people more people becoming homeless and there is a poverty migration from uh, the more dense urban areas out to the suburban areas and it's uh, and the nonprofits are really trying to scale up their response and serve these people mm-hmm. but it's hard because uh, they're sort of caught off guard and uh, there's more need than than we can than we can um, address. Yeah. So we really need support from the community to help us get the job done and to serve these people and support them. Um, so yeah, and they, and a lot of the people are out on the in the suburbs. They're in pockets and mm-hmm. they have a harder time reaching services. So it's a special challenge um, when you're talking about um, suburban areas, but it's there and it's it's like most and then a lot of times it's hidden. Yeah. So um, but it's there. And I know I mean, you would think in the financial meltdown, it would be a lot harder to raise money for nonprofit organizations. But, um, you know, being in this space a little, not to the extent that that the both of you are, um, there's actually challenges that are going on, you know, right now in in bigger. Why do you think that that is? In, in raising funds? Well, I think a lot of the nonprofits, um, I think they're just scrambling. Uh, they, they have limited resources yes. and they're trying to, um, they're trying to scale up their operations so that they can handle the, the need out there on the east side yeah. and, um, and also in Seattle. And uh, there's money there. Obviously there's money there, but uh, it is a challenge to, um, to, to, to scale up. To keep up with the demand. And, and to really reach the donors and, mm-hmm. the, you know, the people who are potential sponsors, it's, it's a challenge. And a lot of folks who, who are in uh, the nonprofit space did not uh, want to do that work to be PR people or yeah. whatever. So, yeah, so we really need that, that community engagement. There's such a, an opportunity there for folks with specialized skills, our nonprofit and other nonprofits, um, people with tech skills and uh-huh. marketing skills, social media, um, there's there's a real need for that out there. And that way we can really um, provide an opportunity for community members who want to give back and for businesses yes. who want to give back um, to do great work. And there's so there's that opportunity is there, but it's just scaling up, you know, that that problem of scaling up and having enough people and enough time. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up, Jennifer, because it's a great call to action for listeners, because I think sometimes um, uh, people that have not really gotten involved in the community just because life is life and right. sometimes actually stepping out of life to, to, to give back, um, it takes a little bit of um, opening that, that opportunity to understand that they really can do something. And so there's need in all areas. So wherever your expertise is, most likely the organization can use that. So how would you, where would you direct them to get more information to be able to volunteer? So it's great because we have so many ways, flexible ways for um, folks to volunteer. Uh And um, 
the great the first the first thing I always tell people is go visit our website because everything's there. It's a l e a s t s i d e dot org a l e side dot org, and um, you know if you have more time during the day and you're really motivated and want to find out more about the nonprofit world and maybe want to make some connections with other women um, and um, and learn some new skills, you can uh, become a member. And uh, we have day and evening opportunities, very flexible, um, uh, large or small commitment, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, you know, and you can learn a lot of new skills uh, as a member. And then we also have community volunteers who come in um, and can help with their specialized skills like we were yes. talking about. And then also like, you know, at, at events like uh, Operation School Bell, they can come and see firsthand the joy on these kids' faces when yeah. they get to pick out their own new clothes. Mm. So that's that can be a really impactful and meaningful experience, and we offer that to community members as yeah. well. You know, we always welcome sponsorships for our events uh, mm-hmm. that help underwrite those events. Um, attend an event. We have two events a year. We have um, a home show on the first uh, Friday of December every year. And then we also, uh, coming up on April 20th, we are going to have a fashion show. So talk a little bit about the fashion show before we uh, we take it to uh, break, Jennifer. Sure. Um, the Golik Group, which is a real estate professional group, they're our sponsors for that, and okay. we're super. Th- we're very uh, grateful for their support. And we're gonna. It's it's April twentieth. It is at the uh, Marriott in Redmond, mm-hmm. eleven to two. Uh, so, yeah, we're looking forward to it. And a lot of the vendors are from Redmond Town Center, okay. White House Black nice. Market, wow. Gap, uh, Chico's. Uh, so we're really looking forward to it. We've been doing the fashion shows for years. Yeah. And so I think we're pretty good at it. And um, it's going to be a fun event. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Well, I'm, I, I want you to stick around because we're going to stay right here where we're at with my guests for the entire show. So coming up in the money hour, building confidence, restoring dignity, finding strength and creating hope. Jennifer Schmidt and Adina Gillett with Assistance League Eastside right here at 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. Would you like to make a real difference for local individuals and families that are struggling with poverty, homelessness, abuse, and violence? Assistance League of the East Side is an all-volunteer, nonprofit organization that works to improve the lives of our neighbors every day. With your generosity, we can help individuals and families right here in our community through our philanthropic programs, including Operation School Bell. This year, Operation School Bell has provided 3,500 local children in need the opportunity to shop for new clothes, shoes, and coats. This helps them focus on learning, and they go to school with more confidence. To learn more about how you can become a volunteer with our organization or make a tax-deductible donation, visit aleastside.org. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, February 10th show. I'm here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you're listening to a broad bra- rebroadcast. But if you'd like to talk with the guests I have in studio, you can call the show at one 855 Again, that's one 855 411150 or online at themoneyhour.com. And in studio, I have Jennifer Schmidt, 
and Adia Gillett with Assistance League Eastside, providing new clothes to kids in need, giving comfort during the time of vulnerability, rebuilding lives affected by domestic violence, and helping families transition in independence. So we've been talking a little bit about the organization and areas that you cover. Uh, Adina, tell me about your largest program, Operation School Bell. Yeah, uh, as you said, that is our largest program. And financial hardship can affect any family. Mm -hmm. And what this program does is it helps us, helps students, kids in need right here in our community by holding shopping events at Fred Meyer and inviting kids who have been pre-selected by their school counselors as kids most at risk and most in need of clothes. And we invite these kids and they come with their parents to have shopping events. Wow. And it's for many or most of them, the first new clothes they'll ever have. And um, we participate with three school districts, Uh Bellevue, Lake Washington, and North Shore. And we have really strong relationships with the school counselors there because they are the, you know, they're the eyes on the ground. They of know, course. They know the kids and they are the ones who decide which kids get to come over and have these events. And all of the clothes that they get to buy are just funded by yeah. the work that we've done, by the Assistance League of the Eastside has done throughout the year. Wow. And it's so important obviously because every kid should have clothes but even beyond that uh, it's such an important part of a kid's self-esteem and their experience at school and we really believe when a kid does not feel good about themselves when they're embarrassed to go to school they they're likely not to go yeah or they might even even if they're there they might not even be fully concentrating on their work because we all know how tough school can be socially mm-hmm. and the pressures that exist there so we really consider a kid's self-esteem fundamental to their education experience yeah and without it it just compounds and things can get really bad and i would imagine just you know in the east side school district that's got to be a whole nother level if if you don't have money to um, to hardly survive going to school with a uh, majority of kids that have a lot of money um, right. adds even a higher dynamic uh, for that. So uh, great program. And you said that goes on. That's how often do you run that program? The program happens twice a year in okay. October and in March. And the bigger event is in October, the, uh-huh. that back to school time. And it runs for three weeks so wow. every day for three weeks, we staff this event at Fred Meyer, at three different Thread Meyer, Fred Meyers, um, Kirkland, Redmond, and Bellevue. Bellevue. Right? Okay. Thank you. And um, then in March, the event is smaller. We just have three nights um, in March, but it's a huge event. And yeah. we've served, let's see, I have a number here to actually give you. This last fiscal year, we served 3,832 kids. Oh, my gosh. That is amazing. Yeah. Wow. And what of um, uh, maybe in a motivation as well to really get, you know, connected on a high level in, in the school, really being able to um, help these children transition and, you know, to really get into a better a better space. Absolutely. So, it's, yeah. it's really an honor for us as yeah. volunteers to watch these kids be so excited to actually go back to school. Yeah. 
with so these do you things. have repeat kids or is it a once you know do kids come back through or it's a one one time one time that, thing. yeah okay yeah we try not to have um, kids that uh, come twice a year okay um, there is a very occasionally a kid that will like have a huge growth spurt and uh-huh. definitely need um, more clothes um, in the last half of the year. But I mean, this is, we were talking about opportunities for community in- engagement, and yes. this is a wonderful opportunity. We have 72 schools that we serve through this program, 19 shopping nights in the fall and two in the spring. And you can imagine, like for 100 members to yeah. put that together of and staff that and make sure it runs really, really smoothly. Mm-hmm. It's it's really difficult without that community involvement. Yeah. So this is just a one wonderful opportunity for the community to like one and done just come on in mm-hmm. and see the kids with the parents uh-huh. and just uh you know experience the joy that yes. they have with a new t-shirt or a new dress, see a little yeah. girl twirling around in her new dress. Wow. It's a wonderful experience. So again, a call to action wherever your strengths are and your passion are in what you're good at to be able to share that to put on such an an amazing, amazing event. And I will say from uh, experience that, you know, once you once you get involved for the first time, it kind of takes you over from there. And that really is it's just having that opportunity to experience that magic once. Um, and then and I'm sure that both of you, and since we're on that, I just, you know, I would love to ask uh, uh, both of you, uh, Adina, where was your why behind getting involved to the level that you are with the organization? Well, it really was beha- from one of our other programs uh-huh. that really convinced me to come in, which one of them we haven't, re- well, we, Jennifer touched on it a little bit, our Assault Survivor Kids program. Okay. That is what really affected me personally the most when I heard about what that was. Uh-huh. And um, we can talk about it now if you... Yeah, if, yes, please. It's you know, it's a program that we have there are uh, for victims of sexual assault okay. and domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Um, when these victims are brought to hospitals, they are subjected to forensic exams for evidence. And most of the time their clothes are kept as part of this evidence effort. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these survivors of sexual assault, suffering the worst indignity possibly of their lives, are sent home in scrubs and no underwear, often on public transport. Wow. They might not have anybody picking them up. And what we do is we assemble what we like to call dignity kits Uh that have hygiene products and sweatshirts and sweatpants and things that these survivors can put together to at least have some comfort in this horrible time. And we deliver these kits to 44 hospitals around the state. Wow. And it's, and unfortunately, with this you know, incredible rise of sex trafficking yes. and things like that, um, these kits come in all sizes, kids' sizes, and, yeah. and, and it affects men and women both. I have never heard um, of an organization that has a service like that. Are you guys the only one that provides that? I think we are actually the largest in the United States with this type of program. Okay. Assistance League of Assistance League, the National Assistance League, all uh, many of them have this program, Assault Survivor Kids program, and we are the largest in the country with 44 hospitals. Uh, Michigan has one that's similar. I think they have 41 hospitals. So, um, but um, it's really unique. And what a lot of people don't understand is um, if you're thinking about the survivor and you're thinking about what their night is like Mm -hmm. or their day after an assault, 
Um, usually, you know, we're talking about sexual assault yes. mostly. Yep. And um, they have maybe been to more than one hospital mm-hmm. because not every hospital has a forensic nurse on staff. Okay. Um, the exam itself can take four hours. Uh, well, that blows that blew me away. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that that was um, the case. And because their, um, you know, their body is, is, is they're taking evidence on the body and it's very detailed work. Of course. Uh, but it can be traumatic also, another mm-hmm. trauma. So really their first um, experience of hope and comfort may be our kit. Yes. And, and it has a card in it with, a lot, with all of our signatures on the card. And we have an amazing video on our website. Another reason to visit the website of a survivor that we've worked with for a couple of years who reached out to us and said, what can I do? I received a kit. I'm a young woman who Mm -hmm. just graduated from college. And this kit meant so much to me because it was the first um, comfort that I had during that night. She was actually... Um, unconscious when she came to the hospital. Wow. So, um, and we've met with her and worked with her, and she agreed to do a video. And the video is on our website. And bring your Kleenex with you if you do yeah. watch the video, because it's it's amazing how strong she is. But these are the people that we support with this yes. program. We don't have a lot of um, interact. Obviously, we don't have usually any interaction of with the, these folks. We don't see them face to face, but. We hear from the forensic nurses what a huge impact this makes, and it's a unique program, and it's a way, you know, you hear a lot about Me Too and these these movements, and and, um, it's happening out there. We had a 21%, no, it was 20% increase over the last year. So it's increasing, and um, I'm so glad that we can offer this to people in our state. So Jennifer, I asked uh, Adina her, you know, her why and how her, I've got her so involved in in the organization. Organization. What about you? Well, you know, I really, um, it, I had a um, a moment at one of the. I was look. I had a time in my life where I was looking for uh, something new. My kids mm-hmm. were getting older, didn't need me as much, and um, I had that, uh, you know, social justice background of, you know, really wanting to to reach out to the community and do something and make uh-huh. an impact. And um, so I, I went to an organiz- I went to a, a meeting and the first uh, a welcome coffee. And uh, I heard that some kids don't ever have their own toothbrush. They've had kids who said they, they had to share a toothbrush with their sibling. Mm. And I just, I don't know, I, that sort of stuck with me. And yeah. I, I'm like, I don't care about anything else. I love these philanthropic programs, yeah. and I really want to make a difference. And I really, I feel like I have made a difference. And you know, just like the benefit too is I've learned so much mm-hmm. and uh, new skills. Public speaking, <laughs> you're doing <laughs> so well. Some public speaking, <laughs> and you know, and um, and made wonderful friends. Yeah. So it's just been a real wonderful experience for well, me. Well, we were talking before the uh, show started uh, offline a little bit about, um, you know, majority, almost anybody that you talk to that uh, works closely in any nonprofit organization, they'll all say that they feel that they took much more out of it than what they feel they've given back. And I just think that's the so true and um, such a, a, 
a blessing of, you know, being able to share and receive. And most of the time, majority of the time, you're going to share having no idea of what you're going to be receiving until, you know, until that moment hits. So thank you, uh, both of you, for sharing that. So um, stories about people that you've served. Um, before we, we go to our next commercial break, I'd like to end with a story, and then we'll, we'll bring another story as we're coming back in. My listeners love stories. <laughs> Adina? You know, I was just thinking about when I was volunteering at Operation School Bell last year, and part, one of the volunteer jobs that we can do is we help the, the families keep count of their budget. Okay. Because kids K through 5 have $100 to spend, and kids 6 through 12 have 150 And while that doesn't sound like too much, uh, Fred Meyer puts out every discount, every special rate that they possibly have, and that money goes far. So a lot of these kids end up with a, a new wardrobe for the entire year. Uh-huh. But the kids, most of them have never had a shopping experience before. And I was standing there with my uh, little handheld register thing that helps uh-huh. keep track of their purchases. Okay. And a girl, little girl came up. She was probably in third grade, and she was just clutching this T-shirt with a unicorn on it. And she just had tears in her eyes. Oh, my God. And she handed it to me to make a final calculation. And I looked at her and nodded, you can have this. And she just cried because it was wow. just the one thing she wanted so badly. And that really affected me. Yeah. Well, and, and it, we all know that you can take a grant, take it um, for granted so many things. And I think it's really a blessing for um, the individuals that are, are receiving the gift that uh, your organization is providing because of those moments, because um, I bet that she's never going to forget that moment either. You mm-hmm. didn't, but she will as well to experience that for whatever that meant for her. And yeah, it's a beautiful thing. On that note, coming up next to the Money Hour, building confidence, restoring dignity, finding strength and creating hope. Jennifer Schmidt and Adina Gillett with Assistance League Eastside right here at 1150 AM KKNW after the short break. Would you like to make a real difference for local individuals and families that are struggling with poverty, homelessness, abuse, and violence? Assistance League of the East Side is an all-volunteer, nonprofit organization that works to improve the lives of our neighbors every day. With your generosity, we can help individuals and families right here in our community through our philanthropic programs, including Operation School Bell. This year, Operation School Bell has provided 3,500 local children in need the opportunity to shop for new clothes, shoes, and coats. This helps them focus on learning and they go to school with more confidence. To learn more about how you can become a volunteer with our organization or make a tax-deductible donation, visit aleastside.org. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, February 10th show. I bring into studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market on everything regarding money. Today's a special show. It's all about community and how to give back and an amazing organization uh, representation here today. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but you can call the show at one 855 411 or go online to themoneyhour.com for 
connecting with my guest or any information uh, that you would like to see come into the show. And in studio right now, Jennifer Schmidt and Adina Gillett with the Assistance League Eastside, providing new clothes to kids in need, giving comfort during the time of vulnerability, rebuilding lives affecting domestic violence, and helping families transition to independence. And before I took it to commercial break, uh, Adina shared a story of one of the uh, children that got to benefit from a shopping spree, never experiencing that uh, moment and uh, what, a, what a moment it was for her as well as for you, uh, Dina, being able to, to see that uh, engagement and that response. Uh, Jennifer, what about for you a story that uh, you can share with my listeners? Yeah, I, each one of our volunteers has a story. I'm every sure. night, every night we have stories. Um, and um, my personal story, the one that really uh, was a tearjerker for me, was I was working at the checkout, um, watching the kids, you know, bagging the kids' clothes out up. And uh, there was a really small little little guy with uh, with a hat, a baseball mm-hmm. hat on. And I thought wow, he doesn't even look like he's in kindergarten. I don't know, you know, because we we serve K through 12. Okay. So I don't even know if he qualifies to be, to be there. Uh, be there. Yeah. And so um, he actually ended up taking off his hat, and he didn't have any hair. Mm. Um, and um, the mom immediately said, you know, without this program, we would not be able to do anything for him in terms of clothes for school or a lot of things. Um, what happens with a lot of families who are stressed by money and um, is the school clothes are the last low sure. on the totem pole. Yep. So, um, and she said, with the health care costs for their yeah. son um, having cancer, he she did mention that he had cancer, and uh, they just wouldn't be able to provide this for him. Wow. And he was he was overjoyed. He got a couple more hats in with his his clothes. And I really had a hard time keeping it together, bagging his clothes up. Yeah. So um, it was, um, yeah, it, it just lets you know that, you know, even if you're in a fairly stable situation, if you're, you know, health care is an issue. And yes. um, for s- some of these families, the, uh, there's a catastrophic health event, yep. either mom, dad, kid. And um, that is a game changer. Yes. And um, and then they find themselves at Operation School Bell, and they're so glad to have it. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. story. Uh, well, and beautiful and sad at the same time. But I, you know, and I, I shared before we came in as well, I really do believe that um, life throws us tragedy so we can share a story of triumph on the other side. And when you've gone through such a traumatic tragedy, uh, the story and the gift that you have to share on the other side, it's just being able to fight through that tragedy to make it on the other side and having the support that you guys are able to provide uh, with the organization helps in that fight to make it through that. So, um, and I'd imagine all of them are going to be exactly where you guys are at as they grow into adults because of the appreciation of uh, what was given to them. So uh, just love that. Uh, Jennifer, on you also have a program for homeless and uh, domestic violence survivors. Talk, That's can you right. sh- talk a little bit about that one? Well, we, um, you know, there's a huge link between homelessness and domestic violence. Yeah, actually, multiple studies have come out uh, examining the causes causes of homelessness and um, with children and and women and. Uh, more than 80% of the women in in a lot of these studies had experienced domestic violence um, 
homeless women. So there's a huge link between the two. Mm-hmm. And so we realized that there was a need out there. And we so we have two programs. Uh, one is a homeless program, and that's the newer program. And then we have the domestic violence program, Starting Over Support, um, which we've had for a while. And they're, they're very similar because mm-hmm. the uh, participants ha- have a, are, are similar. Uh, they're leaving. They don't have a lot of uh, possessions. Uh, in the case of ho- uh, domestic violence, they're leaving in the middle of the night yeah. with kids. Um, and if they bring anything, they bring the school backpack mm-hmm. and nothing else. Um, so we provide baskets for um, for folks who are in transitional housing or shelter. Okay. Um, and we work with other agencies to provide that for them. And um, and they have they're filled with eighty items, which are you know just basic items to just start their lives out. Mm-hmm. New towels. Um, did laundry detergent uh, planners for their day. You know, yeah. a lot of them, um, especially uh, participants who are in uh, transitional housing, have uh, counseling, and a lot of that counseling involves, um, you know, executive functioning skills yes. and and planning their day yes. and and getting them ready for uh, to not be in transitional housing. Yes. So that piece is really important, just to know that they have new things that they can start their life out with. And um, it's it really makes a huge difference. Uh, and we also uh, a lot of these families have not had um, opportunities to celebrate very much mm-hmm. in their lives. Um, you know, they've uh, they've just been stressed out and um, and uh, feeling in, like they're in danger all the time. So what we do is we provide um, social activities and holiday events for them, just so that they can feel normal. Yes, you know. And um, and uh, I think it, it just makes a big difference for them, and it 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 helps with a sense of community and to, that they feel supported. I have a story from um, from a holiday party that we had with um, we have every year with LifeWire. We help with their um, holiday party, and the kids come in with the kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, with the parents, and um, it I do the face painting every year. And these, these kids are amazing. And, you know, it's women from all walks of life, yes. really. Yeah. And it, that's the thing about domestic violence is it affects people from all walks of life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the kids are just very sweet. And um, we've we've gotten hugs. We've, you know, and they just, you know, a woman, usually people don't talk about their experience mm-hmm. uh, at that party. Um, but I did have a woman come up to me and just say, you know, we tra- are traveling all the way. We just got here from Texas. I um, had to leave our home in Texas mm-hmm. to get away from my husband, who's the abuser. And I'm here with my young son. I don't know anyone. And I'm just really stressed out and sad. <laughs> yeah. And thank you so much for yeah. having this yes. party for us. Wow. And the, another story is... Um, uh, one of the LifeWire participants had uh, a, pers- a person who they were trying to get to go to uh, Olympia to lobby for for LifeWire and for domestic abuse issues. Uh-huh. And um, she, they'd worked for years with her saying, come on, your story's so great. You need to tell your story. It'll make mm-hmm. such a difference. And yeah. she said that um, after the holiday party, she just felt like she... Um, like she was, she could do it 
because mm-hmm. she was being treated like a human being yes. and like uh, she was worth it. Yes. You know, and I, I think it, it we, you can minimize some of this stuff like clothes for kids or mm-hmm. um, or, you know, like a party, a holiday party yep. or something. We might not think anything of, of that. But um, for for somebody in these in this position, it makes a huge difference. It's it a does. Health, self-esteem boost. Yes. And so, again, if you're listening right now, if you can just hear the passion uh, behind Jennifer and Adina and the work that they're doing, um, just an opportunity to be involved in this and to be able to experience and connect on a uh, such a deep level with people that, that really need that connection, and you need their connection as well. And it just reminds me, you're talking about the face painting, and I want to chime into what you just said, because uh, one of my experiences in um, uh, with working with, with homeless women, I was actually asked to uh, sit across the table to be a life coach. I'm not a life coach. I do mortgages, but I do have a keynote, and I have a, a story that I share, and, and um, so I said, well, yes, whatever you need me for. So they had a sign-in sheet. They had um, a hairdresser um, doing hair, they had nail painting, and they had me to be a life coach. And then they had a sign-in sheet that these women would come up off the street to come in and sign for. And I had one woman that had signed my sheet to talk about for life coaching. And I was sitting across the table from her, and it was so it was so awkward to talk about just the fact that she'd signed for life coaching was just the the environment for it. So I that experience right there and nobody else had signed up for it. I went to look at the sign in sheets and the nail painting was off the chart. There was not <laughs> enough nail painters that was there. And so I went to the the gal that was organizing um, all of the uh, part the volunteers. I said, you know, I'd really, really love to do talking with women in spirit of life coaching while painting their nails because they're, and she's like, oh yeah, whatever. She's got so much stuff going on, whatever you want to do. So ever since I paint nails with homeless women. So when you talk about the face painting and it's not, you would think that they don't need this and why would they even want this? They have so much stress and so much trauma and tragedy going on in their lives because to get away from that and just what you said to be normal. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I just, I had to put that in there because it's, it's, there are so many things that are so small that you can do and be a part of. And it's so impart- important for them to get that normalcy and to really feel pampered and feel special. And the end of that story was when the conversations that I'm able to have with these women, when I'm sitting across knee to knee, holding their hands and then having the little dryers that they can dry their nails. So all the women come around and they're drying their nails while the other ones are waiting. And so there's a little conversation of community around nail painting. Um, just a beautiful thing. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So let's talk. Uh, now we've done a little warm and fuzzy. Hopefully we've been able to connect with the listeners that they see what a, a gift it is to to participate and what a gift to them to be able to have an honor to do that. Let's talk about the fundraising portion because I know there's a lot of people that, that may not have the time. They've got busy lives and things that are going on, but they have the resources mm-hmm. of money to be able to assist. So we've talked a little bit about the fundraiser organizations that you do, uh, but since we're in the last segment, it was in the first, can we do a reminder of what the those fundraisers are first. Yeah. So, Dina? Um, as Jennifer said before, first and foremost, go to our website. There's so much information there, and that, again, is aleastside.org. And there you can see a lot of information about our special events. Uh-huh. And to name those again, we have two special events a year. We have our 
holiday event, the holiday home tour, usually at the very beginning of December. Mm -hmm. And then we have our spring event, which is coming up in this April 20th, our spring luncheon, the fashion show that Jennifer talked about. Uh You can see more information about that. And on the, for the holiday home tour, you can buy tickets. You can go, and it's a great time. You see these beautiful houses that have been uh-huh. donated by families to be decorated, and all of the proceeds go to these wow. programs. It's really fun, and it's a great way to kick in that holiday spirit. Yes. And as far as the spring event, we can take sponsorships um, to help underwrite the event. That's okay. another way to get involved, okay. of course, to attend the event. Um there are other ways to volunteer. Um, as we've said, you can volunteer with Operation School Bell. And we always have a need for skills. We have a need for people to donate skills like a web, maybe web design or accounting, um, things like that. It's pretty endless. Grant yeah. writing. There's a lot of ways people can donate their talent. And I also wanted to say, and just to To piggyback on what you said about how giving a little can mean so much, yes, I think there's a barrier to entry for a lot of folks who want to help but don't know how or don't feel like, well, I'm not really, you know, I don't have a special skill. There's nothing I can really do. And the small things are huge. Yeah, um, you don't need any special skills to volunteer mm-hmm. at Operation School Bell. You don't need to do know how to do anything. Yes, you just get very simple training to help do some, you know, budgeting. Yeah, things like that or fold clothes. You know, and the impact is enormous. Yes, and of course we are always very appreciative of any donations that we can get and memberships. We're also always looking for new members to join so, the organization. Yeah, and talk again about what that what the membership looks like. Uh, we we always start that process. We can, there's a membership informational type coffee that okay. people can attend and learn about these programs specifically. And truly, um, and I can speak from my personal experience, the membership is what you make of it. it okay. You can work as little or as much as you like. Um, there's an endless amount of opportunity to work, mm-hmm. and it's also still extremely appreciated if you have two hours a month to give. Okay. Um, we have monthly chapter meetings, which are really fun because we all get okay. together and talk about our successes and things we want to work on. Mm-hmm. And it's just a very passionate group of people. Wonderful. So we're wrapping our time up here. I've got a couple minutes, and I'd like to um, uh, wrap up the time with both of you at just Anything that you want to leave my listeners uh, with before we end the show today, Uh, Jennifer? Well, I just, um, you know, we had, we're such a great bet. You know, Assistance League is a wonderful bet in terms of like if you're donating, if you're thinking of donating to us or or being a member, we are extremely well run Uh organization. Uh, Because we're all volunteer, we, our return to the community is very high uh, compared to other nonprofits. So um, we're very fiscally responsible and, um, and it's just a great way um, as a community member or as a business to um, to become a part of something really hopeful and to make an impact and to show your uh, show your customers that you care and um, I I think it's it's just a wonderful way in um, and there aren't a lot of barriers like Adina was saying and you can um, 
you know, it does really give back more than you, yes. that, you know, it's like a lot of volunteer opportunities, you are getting more out of it than, uh, than you give. Yes. So um, it's been made a huge impact on my life and um, made it so much better. Yeah. Actually. Wonderful. Jennifer, Adina, how about for you as we wrap up our time together? I, just, yeah, I would echo what Jennifer has said that ultimately it really is about community. And I think personally, I think community has been harder to find uh-huh. recently, particularly as a lot of us have transitioned to digital communities. Yes. And there's nothing like face-to-face and hands-on. Yeah. And this is a really spectacular way to get back to that. Well, and you become who you associate with and associating with people that are giving back at the level uh, that you guys are um, It's just wonderful. So thank you again, both of you, for uh, coming into studio and sharing with my listeners. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks, Tina. And this is your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, signing off for the day. I'll be here same place, same time next weekend, right here at 1150 AM, KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, NMLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC.